excellent this session. I would like to speak a little bit about the seven factors of enlightenment or bochangas, how they are called in Pali. And they are constituting one list of contemplations on the first uh, on the fourth foundation of mindfulness. Like Ajahnapoli spoke about the hindrances, this is also one list and then about the Four Noble Truths is another list. And I start with reading a, a short quote from the Aguttara Nikaya. This is one of the collections of the Buddha's teachings. And it's a very succinct uh, quote. And also just to mention that the seven factors of enlightenment are a very distinctive feature of the Buddha's teaching. So it's, it's said that all the Buddhas in the past, present and future, they all have been teaching uh, the seven factors of enlightenment as, you know, they have to be cultivated in order for realization to occur. And they, they constitute the path to realization and they are also constituting realization itself. So we progressively uh, develop them and then they um, the fruition will be realization of, of uh, Nibbana. And the quote says, Whosoever is emancipated from the world does so by removing the five hindrances, firmly establishing the mind in the four foundations of mindfulness and cultivating the seven factors of enlightenment. So anybody who has broken through the truth has been removing the five hindrances by practicing the four foundations of mindfulness and through that very practice developing the seven factors of enlightenment to perfection which would be the same as the realization of Nibbana. And that's considered a you know, very special way of expressing the teaching how only the Buddhas have done it. The, you know, the Buddha, we are speaking about Sakyamuni Buddha, but also the Buddhas in the past and the Buddhas still to come, they all will present the teaching in this, in this special way. And, you know, I, I don't know if that's really true or not, never mind, it, it works. And the first of the seven factors of enlightenment is uh, mindfulness or sati. And we, we can practice that by just practicing simply the four foundations of mindfulness, being mindful of the body, being mindful of feelings, mindful of mind states or mindful of mind objects. So that's the first one. That's the, you know, if we, don't, if we don't have mindfulness, then the whole sequence won't start uh, developing. Without mindfulness, nothing goes, basically. There is no uh, developing towards a realization. If there's no mindfulness, then we just keep on spinning and keep on identifying with what's happening in our experience, not being aware of what's going on, but being completely caught, being completely lost just running like many many you know people do actually 
for example, you know, simple example is like a dog smelling food and then you know getting totally crazy about getting getting to this food anyway will do and they will immediately eat it not knowing what it is doing and there's quite a lot of people doing the same thing actually but we we don't have to do it because we have this extra faculty which animals don't have which is is awareness or mindfulness so if uh, you know sati is is applied to any experience in our lives whatever it will be then automatically the next uh, factor which kicks in is is called uh, investigation of tamas or in the pali language tama vichaya that means you know if we are looking at our subjective experience in the meditation or also in daily life by establishing mindfulness then we start to discern effortless actually just by being mindful you know certain um, patterns start to reveal themselves you know certain laws of nature for example impermanence you know if we are mindful we start to recognize that everything which is arising is ceasing and you know this is this kind of investigation of dhamma so dhamma vichaya it's uh, it's arising just out of paying attention and then if we correlate it to the teaching which we are hearing you know from different teachers or we can read it in books if then we can start on to correlate our experience with certain lists how the buddha for example has been laying out the truth so laying out those laws of nature for us and then if we can recognize our own experience in the teachings that gives us a, a sense of um, yes this is really true and energy arises automatically that's the third factor of enlightenment virya or energy just you know if you're recognizing something which is happening repeatedly then then we think oh you know this is really possible there's really some kind of a common thread there's really some laws of nature's working here this is not just kind of complete chaos and if that is for the first time recognized then then we want to know more because we feel yeah i can do this i can i can work with this i can under i can see certain connections here and if i if i keep on going then i can uh, i can develop the wholesome and i can let go of the unwholesome but if i wouldn't see any patterns there would be nowhere to start so energy arises and then there's more interest and then through that a sense of urgency will will come and then joy comes up because we we suddenly you know we see more and more and there's a sense of hope actually there's a way out that brings up joy that's the fourth factor of enlightenment it's called pity in bali so sati mindfulness dhamma vichaya investigation virya energy and pity or joy these are the first four so you know through establishing mindfulness the first four are kind of a very connected sequence and the first and those three um at the investigation of dhammas energy and joy they all three have a certain energizing 
quality. So they are also very good antidote if there's sluggishness or if there is like slot and topper in our practice or no interest, then we have to just kind of look deeper. And then joy, you know, will result in, in a relaxation of the whole body and mind. And, and that relaxation brings about a tranquility of the whole system of the body and of the mind. And that's in a Pali language, is called Pasadi. And this tranquility can uh, you know, lead to an increasing focusing of the mind, increasing concentration, and through that, you know, mind gains more power and can look deeper. And through that very looking into the depths, you know, there's more, uh, even more tranquility arises and insight arises, which, which leads to um, equanimity. That's the seventh factor of enlightenment. Equanimity, or upeka, it's called in the uh, Pali language. And if the word upeka, if it translated into English, it means um, to overlook something, to have, to have the big view, to not just get caught up in, in uh, little separate occurrences, but to see, to see the big picture. For example, you know, when, when something arises, to know that it's also, it will cease, because it's a law of nature that always works. There's nothing whatsoever in the conditioned realm which arises and does not cease. Some things take a long time, you know, like, uh, you know, planet Earth, for example. A human being cannot observe the arising and ceasing of it, but nevertheless, there was a beginning to all of this, you know, with the Big Bang 14 billion years ago. We, we haven't been there, I mean, at least in this form. but. You know, the elements which are still in our bodies now, they stem from the Big Bang. We are made out of, of stardust. If you, if you just think of that, then it might sometimes give you a certain amount of uh, perspective onto your personal experience. So, you know, and then if, if equanimity is, is, is resulting from, from the sequence of the of the seven factors of enlightenment, then through that equanimity, there is more capacity for mindfulness, and it is just like a spiral. It just gets ever more powerful. And then, you know, the perfection of those seven factors of enlightenment, that's what we call uh, enlightenment itself, or nibbana in the, in the Pali language. So it, it's, you know, it's not a, a complicated thing, it's just like uh, not easy to do because we, we tend to get carried away, it's difficult you know, to be mindful and to not get sucked into identification if there is you know, either very interesting things or very scary things going on. But at least you know, whenever we feel very much you know, swayed around by life, we can always come back to these uh, seven factors of enlightenment and have them as a, as a map. So we know, you know what, what should be done if we could do it. Maybe sometimes we cannot, but nevertheless, that's part of, of the whole endeavor. And
for example, you know, sitting in a meditation or, or also in daily life, just simply looking at the mind and, and just finding out what is present. Is it a hindrance or is it a, a factor of enlightenment? It's not that we have to make it happen, that we have to kind of, you know, suppress the hindrances and have to pull up the factors of enlightenment. It's more like through establishing mindfulness, the, you know, the hindrances automatically will die down if there's real, real mindfulness and hindrances cannot be present at the same time. If there's real mind, if the mind is filled with mindfulness, there's no space for a hindrance to be there. And then the first factor of enlightenment is already there. You know, uh, something we have to push ourselves into doing, but it's more like um, having enough interest and and having uh, you know having enough uh, insight to feel the sense of urgency. Because the, the contemplation and the uh, cultivation of the seven factors of enlightenment, what well, they culminate not only in Nibbana, but also in, you know, whenever there is sufficient mindfulness, then there is a certain understanding of, of the Four Noble Truths will arise because, you know, letting go of a hindrance and establishing mindfulness is, is practicing the Four Noble Truths is you know, uh, acting on, on, on right view. And this is something we, we all can do from moment to moment. So I'm going to read the quote one more time, just as an, as an encouragement. So whosoever is emancipated from the world does so by removing the five hindrances, firmly establishing the mind in the four foundations of mindfulness, and cultivating the seven factors of enlightenment. And it all starts with mindfulness. And those seven factors of enlightenment in the teachings, they also liken to seven treasures. Mindfulness, investigation of Dhammas, energy, joy, tranquility, concentration, and equanimity. And then equanimity leads to a greater capacity for mindfulness. so on and so forth, until Nibbana.
It's like a progressive preparation for the man to break through realization to reality. So I'm going to chant the Bhuchanga chant in Pali, which is also a chant for healing physical illness. Bhuchanga sati sankato dhammanang vichayotata viryang pittipasati bhuchanga chatata pare samatupekha bhuchanga satete sabhatasena munina sammatakata pavita pahulikata sangvatanti abhinyaya nipa naya chapodhyaya etena sachavachena sotite otu sabhata ekasaming samayenato mogalanan chakasapang kilanetu kititisava Bhuchange satate sai dechatang apinanditava rogamuchim sutankane etena satchavachena sotite hotu sabata ekata tamaraja pikelanena pipilito chundate renatane vapana Vetavana satarang samoditava chapata tamhavuta sitanaso etena satchavachena sotite hotu sapata bahina de chapata dinanampimahesina Makahata kilesa vapatanu patitamatang etena satchavachena sotite hotu sabatang.